Well, here we go. You know, I've got so much I want to jam in today. I'm not sure where to start. Well, let me ask you this. Are you ready for your courageous decision? Now, Peter Drucker once said, whenever you see a successful business, someone once made a courageous decision. In our recent listener survey, hundreds of you described how you wanted to have your own business. So today I'm going to grab some of your questions. We're going to look at ways to move through those tough parts of doing something on your own. And a whole lot of you described feeling stuck in what you're doing right now. Now, we're also going to look at a growing phenomenon called full-time children, where kids have given up on getting a job and now are just staying home. I mean, you think back a few years. Remember the movie with Matthew McConaughey, Failure to Launch? I mean, he was a 35-year-old professional layabout, somebody just hanging around the house, happy to stay at home. He was waited on hand and foot by his mom. However, she and her husband decided they had enough and decided that to get him to leave, they had to use subtle methods. So they hired a gal to come in and use her feminine charm to try to leverage him out of the family home. Well, that's a pretty real phenomenon these days. Hey, I'm ready to jump in. So grab your cup of tea, get ready. We're going to jump into these questions. A lot of these have as a theme starting your own business today, just drawing from some of your responses on our survey mixing in some other things as well. So stick around. I'm going to be right back after these messages. Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now here's your host, Dan Miller. All right, we're going to jump right in, taking care of business. Hey, if you're new to the show, thanks for joining us. This is 48 Days to the Work You Love, based on one of my books titled by that same name, 48 Days to the Work You Love, getting ready to do the updates for the 25th anniversary edition. You know, I'm honored to have it compared to things like Richard Bowles' What Colors Your Parachute, where he did that, but I update mine every five years. And uh, we got some exciting new things will be integrating into the new version. Anyway, that's where we're here to talk about how you can change your life dramatically in 48 days if you make a decision and act. I mean, that's the key. A lot of other variables in there, but that's the main key. You got to make a decision and act. So here's our discussion points for today's episodes. Do you have any full-time children living in your house? All right, number two, are you a discouraged worker? Now, I put that in quotes because that's a real term that the U.S. government uses. I'll tell you what it is. Number three, Dan, I absolutely love my work. However, I know deep in my heart it could be better. Somebody says, how do I get past being too tired to start the actual side business that I want to do? Okay, I already gave you the quotation for today. That comes from Peter F. Drucker, masterful business guru. Been gone a few years now, but he said one time, Whenever you see a successful business, someone once made a courageous decision. Our resource for today is going to be 48days.com slash goals. Now, I hesitate a little bit in saying that because on the survey, when you listed all the things that you're most interested in hearing about, goals ranked very, very low. So I'm like, whoa, how do we get started? So we're, we're going to change the name of that goal setting guide to your dream activation guide. 
I still think it's a reasonable starting point. You got to identify where you want to go. What do you want to end up with? What's your target? What are you moving toward? So maybe we need a better word than goals. I'm open to that. Shoot me your responses. Maybe we just need to, maybe you're over, kind of overhearing that word. Tired of it, see it as some kind of a restrictive process that you have to engage in. I don't want it to be that. But go there. We've changed the name. It is now a dream activation guide, but still the link to get there right now at least is 48days.com slash goals. Well, let me tell you about this phenomenon that we're seeing more and more of, and that is young adults. Now, this has really exploded in China, and they have a new term for this. It's called full-time children. So you can have you know children who are a doctor, a lawyer, teacher, professor, computer specialist, or child. Wow, that, that kind of stops you in your tracks if you have a 35-year-old who is a full-time child. But that's what a lot of young adults in China are doing right now. There's an online phenomenon. There's a social website. I don't need to give it to you. It's in Chinese. But it's amassed over 40 million views really quickly because it addresses this very issue. Now, there's a real mismatch between the job market and the number of applicants that are available for that. Now, when you think about this, this has somewhat to do with the culture there, but Chinese have focused for so long on education as the tool to a better life, as a tool to improving the economy in their country, all those things. But it's education, education, education. And what's happening? These Chinese youth are finishing their college degrees only to find out there's no jobs. Now, the unemployment rate among the 16 to 24-year-olds in China hit a record 21.3% in June. Now here in the United States, I mean, nationally, our unemployment rate is 3.8%. So it gives you some kind of comparison. But with young kids, it's 21.3% in June. And on the flip side, the rate of Chinese kids enrolling in college has gone up dramatically. Now, how are we going these, these things are going to collide. The rate of students going into college has gone up. The rate of students coming out of college and not being able to find jobs has gone up dramatically as well. Now, what's happening, some of these kids are actually earning an income from their families. At least that's the way they're kind of making it work at this point. You know, they're being paid for doing errands, running errands, or um, for cleaning services or caretaking just doing things around the house. So they've actually created kind of a family system to make that work. But I mean, how how long is that going to go? I mean, how's that really work? How how are you going to feel if you're 40 years old and your mommy and daddy are paying you an allowance to clean your room? I mean, that just isn't going to fly. Well, there's, there are some other things that are kind of outcroppings of this that are happening in China and also in other parts of the world as well. But there where these millennials have actually given a, a word, it's tangping, it means lying flat, or it means they're just taking a break from the grind of having to always achieve. There's a real backlash to this idea that you have to do more and more. I worked with a lady one time who was from China, and she said there were three options for her or for any child. And those were doctor, dentist, or disappointment. I thought, whoa, 
I mean, it stopped me in my tracks when she said that, but that was, that was how she viewed it, either a doctor, a dentist, or a disappointment. Well, a lot of Chinese kids are saying, okay, I'm over it. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to try to conform to my parents' expectations. Academically, I'm just going to drop out and do nothing. There's another term that literally means let it rot, or it's just about giving up on a hopeless situation. They're starting to throw resignation parties and just get together. Their affinity group is the fact that they're not working. Well, okay. Now, here's, again, this, this goes way beyond just China. I mean, these are trends that we're seeing. There's a whole lot of people you probably know who have great degrees. They got that master's degree in English literature. And, you know, they're trying to get a job at Starbucks as a barista. I mean, there's a whole lot of mismatches in the degrees that people worked hard to get only to find that there wasn't really much opportunity connected with having that degree. Now, another thing that's happening in the United States is there's an increased cost of applying to college. Now, still, our numbers here are increasing in terms of people going to college. Again, it seems like, wow, with what we're hearing about student loan debt, I mean, students that have a million dollars in student loan debt. Some of the stories Dave Ramsey had on his recent documentary were just blood curling to hear the stories of people literally a million dollars in student loan debt. Students are stepping up, borrowing money to apply to schools. The average at this point is $1,200 just in application fees to apply to more schools. Okay, I'm going to move on from this. We could go here all day, and I just want to make you aware of that. This phenomenon of full-time children is pretty uh, chilling to think about. There's got to be better options. So I've got a question for you. What do you think this year's high school seniors should be doing to plan their next three years? All right, let's just do I'll just leave it there. What do you think this year's high school seniors, so again, they'll be graduating May, June, of 2024, what do you think they should be doing to plan their next three years? Shoot me your answers to that, and I'll share some of those on upcoming shows. But just go to 48days.com slash askdan, just where you leave normal questions. Leave it there. What do you think this year's high school seniors should be doing to plan the next three years? Well, another couple of things that are happening in, in the workplace here. There are now what we call hybrid workers who are doing what is called coffee badging. They swing by their office, swipe their work badge, grab a coffee, and then go somewhere else to work. Because there's not that much you know, direct supervision. Even the, the companies that are requiring people come back to work, they have a lot of coffee badgers who just simply swipe their cards to show that they clocked in. Then they go to Starbucks and hang out or go hang out with their friends or whatever or go back home and work and then just come back and clock out. Well, interesting companies are scrambling trying to figure this out. All right. Now, on top of that, here are the things that are happening. I just got the new updated stats from the United States labor statistics on stats for September of 2023. So payroll employment rose in September by 336,000 positions. So there's tons of people that are being hired. The unemployment rate here in the United States, is still 3.8%, which really is low. I mean, we consider 5% to be full employment because there's always going to be that many people who are in transition, who have left on their own accord or just in between jobs. So it's certainly 
uh, at a healthy rate right now. But it says in September, the number of persons not in the labor force who currently want a job was 5.5 million. Now, these individuals were not counted as unemployed because they're not actively looking for work during the four weeks preceding the survey, or they were unavailable to take a job. Now, this is where these stats about uh, people working or not working uh, get really, really fuzzy. You know, the government's scrambling to try to figure out who's doing what. And these people who they say need a job, but they're not really looking, what does it tell you? Now, have they really just given up because there's no jobs? Because that's not true. There's so many jobs available. I've never seen anything like it. But maybe, just maybe, these people have figured out doing something else at this point. Now, when somebody does that, and the number of business licenses that have been applied for is, has gone up. It's exploded in the last two years with the COVID phenomenon. People figuring out they need to take things into their own hands. And, you know, there's a lot of healthy kind of a, offshoots of that for sure. So now this, this is the term discouraged workers. These are people who believe no jobs were available for them. Now they estimate there are 367,000 people who are in that category of what they call discouraged workers. This, that category has always intrigued me because these are people who somehow lost their job They're They don't show that they're working anywhere and that they haven't looked for a job in the past month. Now that tells me something else. I don't know of a whole lot of people who have just given up, who haven't looked for a job in the, in the last month, but I know a whole lot of people who didn't find a job like they wanted in the first 30 days after losing a previous job. And they've decided I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to do something more creative on my own. That's where people are going in droves. Okay, we're going to hear from some of those here in just a second. So, the strangest secret. You heard me talk about that. We had 686 of you who signed up, committed to listening to The Strangest Secret for the 30 days in September. We had a ball doing that. We had a really active uh, Facebook page dedicated, Facebook group dedicated to that where y'all were making your comments, sharing your stories and ideas and all that. Wow. So my team has gone through and selected eight winners of the strangest secret book. I was, I had some of those that were provided to us by sound wisdom, the publisher of the best version of the strangest secret. Uh, So thanks to Nathan Martin there. We have those books ready to send out and congratulations go to Joe Helmuth, Rick King, Vicki Smith, Joyce Brown, Jerry Clems, Heather Gassoni, Adam Carter, and Francis Drost. Now, I think we've already got, I think my team has already got the addresses for all of you, so we'll be shooting those out to you um, very, very quickly here to get those. Probably by the time you're hearing this, you already have it in hand. Now, here's some of the comments that came in. I'm just giving a couple comments here. We're going to move into questions. Joe, Joe Helmuth said, I started eating healthier. I want to lose 25 pounds before the end of the year. I started taking classes to advance my sales career. I want to be a better husband to my wife, spending more time doing activities together. Wow. Rick King says, I'm buying and reading other books mentioned in the recording that I don't have. Man's Search for Himself, Wake Up and Live, The Magic of Believing. He says, I'm, do- I'm going to do another 30 days 
And we had a lot of people that did that. Listen for 30 days, and it was so powerful in terms of how it changed their thinking. And, and the number one thing that you all said you wanted to hear about as topics is mindset. How to change your mindset. How to really move into a healthy mindset that'll move forward and take you anywhere you want to go. So a lot of people decided they were going to go ahead and, and do it again here in the month of October. Listen again every day. Boy, that's um, that's an awesome decision. I listened for the 30 days in September and I've moved back to the other kind of podcast and things that I listen to that I love to listen to. But I, I commend you if you just stuck in there and you're going to do it another 30 days. Vicki says, I want to serve a million people. I want to keep listening. She says, as I've Felt a little dark the last several days. Not sure if it's a change in the weather or what, but working out. But I'm working out what is holding me back. Again, people just dug into the material in the strangest secret, dug in and are really implementing, integrating the principles there. Joyce says, I plan on connecting 10 wannabe real estate agents per week to market center team leaders. Even with a big dropout rate of 80%, my goal is to have 40 agents within 50 within four years who are top producers generating then $4,000 a month of profit share. This profit share is willable to our kids for when we aren't here. She's tracking weekly results, looking for ways to improve odds and shorten the time frame. All right, great. Jerry, Jerry Clem says, I'm going to finally write that book. We had a lot of people who did that, who just made decisions about things that they've been thinking about, but hadn't pulled the trigger and actually doing it. Um, he says, I'm working on my plans for 2024, so they're ready 48 days before the year starts. You know we all, we're going to do something special on November 14th. Always do. That's the magic day when we're 48 days from the beginning of the new year. When I want you to have your plans, your intentions, we'll use other words but goals, but anyway, have your have your dream activation plan in place. What are you going to do so that you really move into the dream life in the next coming year. Okay. Now, again, I want to just touch on the fact that so many of you responded to our listener survey. I have spent hours pouring through pages and pages and pages that uh, Sheila has pulled together for me to go through that uh, gave some kind of order to the questions, responses that you had. And there's so, so many things in there. Um, well, we just spend months in there and I will be spending months going through and extracting your comments, your questions and things in there. But again, just to kind of recap some of the things in there, um, nobody suggested making the podcast shorter. Uh, people like the format. They, you, you are very supportive of me answering listener questions rather than having guests on. You know, what I, what I heard was that when somebody has a guest on, you can decide in the first two minutes if it's this episode you want to listen to. Whereas with mine, you're not sure what's coming next. And I like that. I appreciate that feedback. And I love doing that. I love getting your questions and answering those. About a third of you, again, are already full-time entrepreneurs. But about but the other two-thirds are dreaming of running your own business. That's really clear a direction. And I want to honor that. I mean, the those of you who are listening, you're here because you're you're dreaming, you're planning for something other than a traditional job. I mean, that's very clear. So you don't hear me talking much about resumes and job search and negotiating salaries, interviewing skills, those kind of things. I mean, we do have those, a lot of resources for those, certainly in uh, 48 Days to the Work You Love, still in there, but becoming less of a focus. 
as so many of you are um, discouraged with the work that you're doing and you're looking to be more in the driver's seat. A large percentage of you have a college degree and the biggest group in terms of um, income that you're currently making is between a hundred and two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. So you're doing okay and thus kind of somewhat that presents the quandary as well. I mean it's good as the enemy of the great, we hear that, but when you're doing okay, the bills are paid, gee, you got, you know, money for vacations and things you want to do with your family, for hobbies you've got, it's kind of hard to initiate a change. That's why, I mean, we know historically that People often wait till there's some kind of an unexpected change, often an unwelcome change, and then they decide, okay, now I'm going to do something different. My encouragement is be ready for that unexpected, unwelcome occurrence so that you know what you're going to do if that, if that in fact occurs. And also, I mean, we've seen so many people who have lost their jobs, so many people who had unexpected change. And they realize that if they're doing something on their own, they're more in the driver's seat. They're less susceptible to those economic changes and things that happen nationally that are seen as disasters. So we also went through, my team went through and selected winners for copies of An Understanding Heart, my newest book that I love being able to hand out to people. It's that one that's a soft imitation leather cover. Uh, It comes in a beautiful box. It has full color inside, has a little eagle that flies across the pages up in the top as you turn the pages, has a satin bookmark and all of that. So anyway, we're sending these out as podcast survey winners to Christopher Gauthier, Christine Neblet, Christy Fulmer, Libby Condor, Britton Bost, Jonathan McLean. And again, I think those have all been sent out at this point already, but thank you to those of you who I mentioned there as our winners, but also to all the rest of you for your questions that you submitted. I'm so thrilled that you took the time to participate in that. Give me some valuable feedback and we'll honor those as we move together for this next year with podcast content. All right. The music just means that taking a minute to remind you, these are questions. Your interaction has been so important. Not only the questions, but the survey responses that you provide. So continue doing that. I'm honored by your questions, resources you share for other people. Just go to 48days.com slash askdan for uh, a spot to introduce your question. Share that. Again, 48days.com slash askdan. And of course, if I use your question, we'll send you an autographed copy of 48 Days. Also, along with some other things typically, but uh, be happy to do that. So here's a quick message from our sponsors. Then I'll be right back again with another. uh, We're going to move into some of the questions that you shared in the survey. So here's a question. Now, unfortunately, the way these are put together, I don't have access to the names. Um, It's just, I'm not sure why, but uh, anyway, I I probably just because of the space involved. I mean, it's pages and pages and pages of responses. So she will put it together where I have the questions, but uh, If it's your question, thank you for it. I don't have a way to really track it and honor you with a gift for it, but uh, know that it was appreciated. So this question says, Dan, I'm a landscape designer working for my home studio. I absolutely love this work. However, I know deep in my heart it could be better, more projects and more income. I want my practice to grow, but I need more direction. I need to get the word out. And I am unsure of what will be the best investment to get the best return. 
I've been on my own since 2012, so that's over 10 years. There have been good seasons and some not so good. I want to even this out to something more dependable. I've also considered some offshoot-related activities, but want to know I'm working toward achieving my goals, not just wasting my time. All right? So a landscape designer. Now, there are there, there's two ways to make more money when you have a business. Number one, and what we typically think of, find more customers. I mean, find more people that want their landscape designed. You do a design and it's $2,500 and you move on to the next person. The other way is to sell more to your existing customers who already know, love, and trust you. Let me just use as an example the guy who was our, our landscape caretaker, caretaker, not, not the designer, but the caretaker on an ongoing basis up in Tennessee. His name is Noah. And, he, and I talked to him about that. He, he called me Mr. Dan. We had a great relationship. I loved his work. He did all our work for golly, 20, 20 years. But um, I would work with him on this, you know, how to grow his business. He really had a heart to do that. Now, this is a guy that went through school through the sixth grade but was a voracious learner. He would do whatever he needed to to learn. So his education was very deep and broad, even though his schooling was very, very limited. But I talked to him about, do more for the people who already know of and trust you. I mean, that's where you're going to find lots of money. So you can get another yard to mow and charge somebody $80 to do that. You know, that'll give you kind of a linear growth, but it's a lot of work, a lot of running around the road and all that. He went deep in ways that I have never seen somebody do so effectively. George Jones was one of his clients. George was a neighbor of ours there in Franklin, Tennessee. Um, George, the the country music singer, um, been gone a few years now, but he did things on George's property. George had a lot of property and Noah built rock walls, water features, gazebos, Bridges, sidewalks. I mean, he did hundreds of thousands of dollars of work for George. That's a way to grow your business exponentially. So as a landscape designer, you know, look for ways that you can expand so it's not just a little one-off job. How can you go really deep? Or maybe, or here's an idea. Um, Trude Cathy's son, Dan Cathy. Dan, you know, Dan is his son. Dan is building an entire community near Atlanta. Now, one of the landscape people that I know is Jeff McManus, who's in charge of all the landscaping at Ole Miss University. He's been tapped on the shoulder to help Dan develop that entire community. That's a big, big project. I mean, that's going to be a 10-year a project to work on. I mean, that's the kind of thing that you could do to grow it. Now, what, what Noah, again, my landscape guy did, and some of the other things he did was like he had a customer who had a house near a lake and the Getting, getting access to the lake was a little challenging because it was pretty steep going from the house down to that. So he commissioned Noah to build a deck and then with the stairs that went down all the way down to the water. Well, Noah just did some research. He watched YouTube videos. He figured out how to build a deck and then how to do the stairs. It would wind back and forth, have little platforms at various places. And it was a $135,000 project. He used Trex, T-R-E-X. It's a composite wood, so it wouldn't rot. Obviously, you don't want to use wood near a lake like that. It's just going to rot. So he used Trex, and Trex, the company was so impressed that they used that deck 
as a, a video of that on their website to share. Again, this is a guy with a sixth grade schooling, but he moved into his area of expertise and did it really, really well. That's opportunities for going deep with existing customers that I think can really leverage your business rather than smaller one-off jobs. I got, got a couple others here that kind of related to that as well, but let me go to the next one. Because Dan, I'm really good at what I currently do. I own a cleaning business, but I rebranded my business and did incredibly well. I rebranded two other businesses and their revenue significantly increased. I really want to get more into this kind of work because it's something I can do from home and have, have more time with my young children and live the life I've been dreaming up. I'm struggling with how to brand myself. That seems so crazy since I made such a huge difference for these businesses, but I go completely blank when trying to help myself. What do I need to do? Well, I, I love how you describe where you are. I mean, wow, what a great starting point. The fact that you're really getting really good feedback at helping other people brand their businesses and build their businesses, and you own a cleaning business. Well, it made me think of Joe Polish. I know I've mentioned him before, but Joe, he is the founder of Piranha Marketing. So there's one name for you. I mean, just have fun when you think about a name for your business and how you want to build your brand. Tie it into what it is that you're doing. You know, when I have 48 days, I mean, 48 days has been a powerful brand for us. And the message is real clear. You can change your life dramatically in 48 days if you create a plan and act on it. That's a consistent theme that I've had for years and years, and it's been a magical brand for me. So I have something. So, so Joe chose Piranha Marketing, which gives you kind of an idea there. And then he developed a system that he calls Rich Cleaner System. Rich Cleaner System. So what he did in, in having a cleaning business himself was realize that the more valuable service that he could provide was helping other cleaners build their businesses rather than just cleaning more and more houses himself. Now that's a real subtle transition, but a very important transition that I'm seeing a lot of people make. Understanding that teaching other people how to do what you do may be more valuable than doing the work yourself. I've got a lot of examples where I've helped people move through that transition, but Joe is certainly a person who did that. And then in his marketing message, now th this is what's important as well. He started doing this in 1992. He started selling this course. That was 30 years ago, more than 30 years ago. He still sells this basic course. It's $297 and it's made him millions and millions of dollars. Now he's a good marketer, but he, he says in his material, I teach entrepreneurs, business owners, and professional cleaners just like you how to make a lot more money in their businesses by using easy, lucrative, and fun strategies. He calls those his ELF system, ELF, easy, lucrative, and fun. And he just goes through, I mean, he's a master marketer. He goes through telling you why you need his course. Why you, what you can do to be consistently bringing in, you know, $1,500 a day per van, you know, how to do those things. He, he has all the hot buttons that cleaners are going to want to know and how to move people through that. Now he's moved up in just his ability to help business owners, not just carpet cleaners, which is what he was helping originally, but people who have other businesses. But at this point, I mean, I, know some of what Joe's, Joe's doing. He charges $25,000 for a half day to consult with high business, high level business professionals privately. 
25 grand a day he gets. Now he also has Genius Network where people pay $25,000 for the year to be part of that, but there's you know hundreds of people in there. And the average income reported by Entrepreneur Magazine for people who are members of the Genius Network, average income is $9 million annually. Now, what do you think Joe's net worth is? Starting out as a carpet cleaner. Yeah, he's worth a few bucks for sure in selling his course. But that's one way that you can do what you're talking about. If you're really good, have a cleaning business and you can teach other people how to do that or how to grow their businesses. So it doesn't have to be confined just to cleaning businesses. If you want to have it open to other things. So make sure your, your name doesn't limit you just to that. Now, Joe did. And again, there, there's a lot of power in, you know, we say there's riches in the niches. So there's a lot of power in being very, very focused. I mean, you can help people who are, you know, blue eyed and blonde hair and drive Toyotas grow their businesses if you want to be that niched in. And I've seen people do extremely well in that. A couple of weeks ago, I talked about having interviewed a lady who is a case management nurse. That's a very, very targeted niche, a very tiny niche in nursing. And she has done extremely well as a self-published book on Amazon that has netted her over a million dollars because it is so niched. So don't be afraid of going really, really narrow if, uh, if that makes sense to you. Now, somebody, somebody says, I'm getting past being too, too tired to start the actual business that I want to do. Now, this is kind of a, a, kind of a catch-22 because I see people who are exhausted in their work. They're working 40 hours a week, and they just come home exhausted. And they're totally wiped out over the weekend trying to recover so they can go back. But I see those same people who actually do launch their own business. They have a little side business they want to get going. And all of a sudden, they have all kinds of energy. They come home, and they're jazzed up. They're ready to go. They're fired up. And they jump right into building their own business and, you know, work till midnight and then go get a few hours sleep before they go back to the job, knowing that now they've got a dream of their own. They're in the driver's seat. So being too tired means you don't have an idea that really fires you up yet. If you really get an idea that fires you up and you see the potential there, you're going to get energy you didn't know you had. All right, hey, let, me, let me grab one more here. Dan, I recently left my job of 24 years as a facility manager for a church transitioned into my own business, providing handyman and maintenance services for both commercial and residential clients. I'm grateful that I love what I do. And there seems to be more than enough work to make a great living. However, I am only one person. Oh, remember that right there. However, I'm only one person. How do I turn this into a business that provides residual income? Or how do I take this to the next level? I'm not really interested in having a bunch of employees but I can see there's definitely a financial ceiling when I'm the only one performing the hands-on jobs daily. Okay, you're performing handyman, maintenance, services, commercial, residential clients. You have the perfect setup here. If you have business acumen at all, and if you were a facility manager for a church, I assume that you do, that you really see the overall logistics of running a business. Think about Angie. Now, it used to be Angie's List. Now, it's just Angie, A-N-G-I. What they do is they connect people. Now, they don't have 
you know, they don't have a ton of employees. They didn't do it in that way, but they connect people with those who can provide those handyman services, repair services that are needed. And that's what they do. So if you need a plumber, they're going to recommend these plumbers. If you need an electrician, if you need somebody to install a ceiling fan, they got people to do all of those. There's also things like Thumbtack, same thing. They are just, they're the connectors. Now keep in mind, the big money in a biz is, is in marketing, you know, finding the jobs, not in doing the work. I mean, you can find people who are very competent in doing the work, but who don't want to market or they don't want to do the administrative part of running a business. Lots of people like that, very good at what they do, but they don't want to run a business. You can pay them well for the work they do and make your money from running the business. Incidentally, Angie, that little thing that was started up recommending, you know, where to get a good plumber, where to get a good landscape or whatever. Today, as, as of today that I'm recording this, that company is valued at $1.8 billion. You don't get there by repairing leaky faucets all by yourself. So it's in leveraging your information that you have the potential to grow into ongoing residual significant income. That's the way it works. Here we're going to wrap it up with that. Three points from our summary today. Now I'm going to be I'm going to be selecting in the survey responses. You all listed relationship challenges that you're dealing with. What if you don't have a supportive spouse? What if you have aging parents that you have to care for? What if you have children with disabilities? I mean, the things that are shared are just amazing. I'll I'll be doing some more like what I did just here, where I get things that are kind of grouped together so we can discuss those as themes. Now, some will be more interesting to you personally, perhaps, than others. I mean, that's okay. Uh, I don't want to make it so diverse that there's no continuity, but it'll be all this idea of how do you activate your dream? How do you bring those things together? So here's three points just to summarize from today. Number one, understand that selling is the world's highest paid profession. So you notice how that was a constant theme here, whether it's somebody who has a landscaping design business or somebody who does landscaping, somebody who does cleaning, somebody who does handyman repair. The real key to wealth is who is selling the services, not who's doing the work. So just understand selling is the world's highest paid profession. That's a principle right out of the strangest secret, incidentally. Earl Nightingale talks about that. Number two, ask yourself, what are you doing well that you could teach to others? What are you doing well that you could teach to others? That may be the key to your real wealth more than just doing more of what you're doing or doing what you're doing 10% better. You may be teaching others to do what you do. Number three, how will your life change in 2024? Are you thinking about that at this point? I mean, this is the time. How is your life going to change in 2024? Again, our quotation today, from Peter Drucker, whenever you see a successful business, someone once made a courageous decision. And our resource, again, we may rename it. Give me some ideas if you want to rename it. But it's, for right now, it's 48days.com slash goals. You'll see we don't use that term there. We've changed that to your dream activation guide. So be working on that. There's no cost. It's beautifully laid out. You can download it. You can, it's fillable. You can fill it in, save it. Be working on that, though. You want to have that completed by November 14th so you know how you're going to activate your dream as we roll into the new year. 
Well, hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for sending in your questions. Thanks for being the kind of people who are open to growing and being a powerful force for making the world a better place. I mean, these kind of things, when we talk about having a business that excites you, it always benefits others. I mean, it's not legitimately a business if it doesn't, but it's a way to expand your ability to serve others well. Well, hey, share this. I keep hearing from people who uh, had somebody else share this with them, and I appreciate that. Um, People will thank you for things that help them elevate their own success. Certainly, we want the podcast to be part of that process. Stay committed to your belief that we can, without a shadow of a doubt, find or create work and a life that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable. Have a great week. Thank you.